0: Welcome into the End the Money podcast for Derby Day at Churchill Downs. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. Normally on these podcasts throughout the year and throughout the Keeneland meet, we take a look at the late pick four, and we will put together a late pick four ticket on the Derby Day card. But we're going to give you our thoughts on all of the stakes races. And they start in race four, and that starts a pick five. It's the grade one Derby City Distaff for Phillies and Mayors forward up at seven furlongs, and Jim Goodnight Olive will be a huge favorite in there. Can you beat her?
1: Well, she's certainly a deserving favorite. She's um, not done anything wrong. She's won seven in a row after finishing second in her debut at Gulfstream. Uh, She has not raced at Churchill, so that's one question mark. But, my goodness, she was so good in the Madison, um, two to five. So, actually, less than that, one to five. And she beat uh, a decent field there. Um, I'm going to use Goodnight Olive on top, but I'm going to use Hot and Sultry. Uh, to close out the exact, I thought that race that she ran against Clary Air and Secret Oath, the Apple Blossom at Oaklawn, was extremely impressive. She had a four and a half length lead. So in a small field like this, she may just be able to sneak out. She's quicker than Travel Column, I think. So I think she may be sneak out to a to a good lead, and maybe Goodnight Olive runs her down in the shadow of the wire, as they say, and she may hang, hang on. So I think an exact box with Hot and Sultry and Goodnight Olive is the way I'm going to play it. Uh, watch the races on Friday and see if Secret Oath runs as well as I think she will, and that would flatter Hot and Sultry's
0: chances. Uh, Matt Araya was the one I took as a. As if you want to find a shot to beat uh, Goodnight Olive, just the fact that um, she's got two wins at seven furlongs. It's the second start off a layoff, so they got a nice prep into her. And I, I just got to think she's the one for Brad Cox. If Goodnight Olive uh, gets beat, that, uh, Matt Araya would be the one. I know travel column they were really high on in that race at Keelan and she didn't run well, but uh, to, for an underneath at a big price, might be one to, to take a look at as well. Not really a win candidate, but uh, to maybe if you want to play, a, uh, say, a trifecta and uh, she could get the third hole, maybe even second, that could certainly spice it up. Race five is the grade two Churchill Downs Distaff turf mile. Phillies and mares four and up at a mile on the turf course. I think Spinderella is the big favorite in here, understandably so, uh, off a grade one win last season. But she is coming in off a long layoff. I know it's Graham Motion. He can get them ready. you got two Chad Browns, Speak of the Devil, who's one for one at Churchill with Pratt aboard. Haughty, who uh, ran a big race at Saratoga last summer. Ended up, though, after all of that, taking Wakanaka for Bill Mott, who uh, always points for these big days. And... This horse has 12 top-two finishes from 16 starts, um, was fifth in the Pegasus turf, but that was a grade-one caliber field. And I um, just think that horse is going to be ready to fire her best shot and maybe take her game to a higher level this year. She won on the Breeders' Cup card uh, maybe the last race last year at Keeneland. So Wakanaka for me. How about you?
1: I use Wakanaka. I I think that Spinderella. Is a vulnerable favorite in here simply because she's been off for so long I and mean, she's going to be over bet on the name and the connections. Um, I took Speak of the Devil for Chad Brown. I thought um, this horse ran her ran a great race off a long layoff, her first time in North America uh, at Churchill and just stepped turf mile uh, last year. So she won the race last year. Since then, she's only run twice in the Just a Game at Belmont and then come back in, in the Honey Fox at Gulfstream and didn't run that well. Uh, they've rested her. She, she's got one race off a layoff. Uh, she's only, you know, she, she was off for five, for 11 months. And she, that one race may get her ready for this one. And I have to believe that this was probably the target. Um, and Chad obviously is so good. And, um, uh, I think the fact that she ran so well here before gives her an edge over the other Chad Brown. Uh, and I'm going to use Wakanaka underneath as well. Um, the other horses, I think, um, Fluffy Socks. The other Chad Brown uh, has, has a big shot coming out of Rodeo Drive at Santa Anita, but that was last October at a mile and a quarter. So this the mile seems to be too short for Fluffy Socks, he has been a specialist for long distances. So, speak of the devil is my pick, but I am going to use your Wakanaka in the uh, exactly
0: sixth race. And by the way, the fifth starts a pick four. The sixth race is the Knicks Go, uh, and it's four year olds and up that haven't won a stake race in the last two years it's four-year-olds and up at a mile where did you land here
1: i thought this might be a place where you get a price and i'm i landed on knee deep in snow i like the race that matt shears gelding ran at keeneland and i read ortiz Junior takes them out so second off a layoff with a 92 buyer there ran a 100 buyer at keeneland last year and had a 99 in the vanderbilt at saratoga so Meadipa Snow takes his game everywhere, and he's raced well here at Churchill. Ten to one for our Red Ortiz. Uh, you're going to get some horses bets on the inside. Mask Parade for Al Stahl and Baby Yoda for Bill Mott are the two obvious favorites. Uh, but Baby Yoda had not been out since October, and Mask Parade hasn't been out since August. So I think and mean, Snow at ten to one might be my sneaky play here. Also, they use Kettle River underneath all that a one-mile effort at um, with uh, at a mile with a 92 buyer for Wayne Lucas. So, but meeky uh, and
0: snow ten to one. I'll take a price. I think shopping for price is a good idea. I did not have a strong opinion here. I ended up with a couple you didn't mention uh, at the top of my list. Promise keeper, first time for Dallas Stewart, who's always dangerous on these big days, and this horse kept some really good company last year. Uh, Zozos from Brad Cox's barn is a four-year-old. Uh, This horse uh, might be ready to step his game up, beat a couple of next-out winners last time. I believe this horse has been working with West Willpower uh, as well, who was uh, heavily favored on the Friday card. We'll see how that turns out. Uh, Masquerade uh, I'm putting on my list just because of uh, how much this horse loves Churchill Downs, and Al is can get him ready off a layoff, but that certainly is a valid concern. It's a long time off. Caddo River I've got as well. This horse is two for three for Cox at Churchill Downs. So those were the four that I had, but uh, you make a good case on a couple of others. So this is a, definitely seems like a spread race. The pick six starts in the seventh race. It is the grade two twin Spires turf sprint for three-year-olds and up at five and a half. Ended up on big invasion in here, six for seven at the five and a half furlong distance. Uh, the two races at Saratoga, I think, are the ones to focus on from last summer. Uh, if he's back to that level, I think he's good enough. Rosario and Clement, second off a layoff, horse that's won over the track at Churchill. So I think Big Invasion is ready for a big race. Arrest Me Red, I like a lot. Ran one of uh, his best races in his only start at Churchill Downs. And uh, seemed to be a little extra worked up last time. Really lathered up, but still ran well at Keeneland. And now makes the second start off the layoff for Wesley Ward. So that one will be very dangerous. Uh, Go Bears Go, first time in the Ward barn. And that can always be a positive angle. This horse has kept very good company in Europe. So I think that one's very dangerous. Notorious, uh, uh, Phil D'Amato, Flavian Pratt, Sharp uh, shipper is D'Amato, but this horse is uh, maybe a little question mark at five and a half. And if you want to go deeper, Karatari the 12. How about you in the Twin Spires turf sprint?
1: Oh, good. You didn't list my big long shot of the day. Ooh. So you did like a uh, recipe red. Admittedly so, I do too. I'll bet Shaker Town win. Uh, I love Big Invasion for a shot, but I think Bad Beat Brian has a big shot in here at 15 to 1. Um, if you go back and watch the Shakertown Town, he runs second all the way around, and only gets beat by Caravelle by a head, and Caravelle is odds-on on Friday. So if Caravelle runs well on Friday, I think you take Bad Beat Brian and you take Arrested Me Red and try to beat Big Invasion because those horses coming out of that Shaker Town uh, could be a key race here, and I, it would not surprise me for Bad Beat Brian and Arrest Me Red to run 1-2, and I would take Bad Beat Brian on top because of the 15-to-1 uh, morning line, if you were close to that. Now, he hasn't won at Churchill, uh, but he's run okay. He just hasn't has crossed the finish line first. And I think Bad Beat Brian is, is my long-shot play of the day on Saturday. and uh, If Big Invasion comes up a little bit short, I think it can be a, a repeat of the Shakertown Town with the Rescue Red and Bad Beat Brian. Caravelle opting for the bigger race on Friday this one fits up well to me to, to come to a, a replay of the Shaker town. So I think that Brian is my pick in here.
0: Let's go to race eight, which starts the late pick five or a late pick five, uh, Pat day. My, it's a great Two Pat day mile for three-year-olds at one mile. It seems to always draw a big field and be a really well-matched group. Uh, how did you sort this one out?
1: Yeah. Somebody said this was, this may be the best three-year-old race on the card. I wouldn't go that far. I think it is a very good betting race. So, um, I put General Jim on top, uh, coming out of the swale wind <coughs> excuse me, at Gulfstream. Um, they had hopes for this horse. He was actually nominated to triple crown, but they I think they figured out that he doesn't want um he I don't think he can get a mile and a quarter uh at all. And but I think this distance suits him very well. Um he he ran it a mile a Mucho Macho man at Gulfstream and, and was right there to the end, finished fourth. Luis Ayas takes the mount back off that swale wind. I'm going to take General Jim on top for Shugmagehi. I'm going to use Fort Bragg for Tim Yachtin, uh, former Baffert trainee. We use Echo again for Asmussen with Shiru up. I'm going to throw in the mystery horse to me is Damon's Mound. Um, This horse was a superstar as a two-year-old and just did not pan out. The Iroquois, something went wrong with him, and and he he only came back in April and ran it up. On the turf, they were trying to desperately get something into him. He didn't run a step that day. I just think the fact that he loves Churchill, and he broke his maiden here by 12. Um, Michelle Lovell is a good trainer. And I think I have a feeling that Damon's Mound is going to outrun his odds. He may not win the race, but I don't think at 20 to 1 you can leave him off your ticket. So I'm going to go deep in here, but General Jim is my very lukewarm favorite.
0: I took Damon's mound on top for some of the reasons you mentioned. I talked to Michelle Lovell at Keeneland before that turf race, and they wanted to run him in the Lafayette. That was the plan. The Pat Day Mile was the goal all along, but they wanted to prep in the Lafayette, and they just didn't feel he was quite ready to go seven furlongs. So they thought they just needed to get a race in him, so they tried him on the turf at five and a half and thinking maybe he'd like that, and he didn't. But they just needed to get a race in him, and I think he's worked superbly. And I think long sprints, seven furlongs and a mile, may end up being his best game. Uh, So I think Damon's Mounds very dangerous in there. Uh, General Jim got to use. Kangaroo Court intrigues me a little bit. Just on the California speed angle. And Johnny V, very good on a front runner, uh, gets this horse uh, out maybe from the inside. And depending on how the track's playing, keep an eye on Kangaroo Court. <clears throat> Stablemate Fort Bragg dropping out of uh, the Grade One Florida Derby, and he didn't really run that poorly. Uh, fifth in that race, and uh, had to run from an outside post. So they were a horse that uh, that was a horse they were hoping could uh, get into the Derby. So uh, this is Plan B. So Fort Bragg, I think, is interesting. And then a horse that I've talked about before. I'm going to use Bourbon Bash. I took this horse in the Arkansas Derby, and I'm going to forgive that race. He had some trouble there. And he had trouble in his previous. Uh, starts uh, a couple of those but he seemed to get back to his best form out in Arkansas and Lucas can jump up and and win in unexpected spots we've seen that for a long time and I think this horse is just a little dangerous and since I've liked him before I'm not going to let him beat me on this big day so I'll have uh, maybe a little win ticket on Bourbon Bash and certainly use him in multi-race wagers and uh, Curly Jack's the other one you could take a look at just in the fact that he's run well at, at Churchill before. So I think it's a good chance to to catch something in here that could be fun. Now moving on to the ninth race, which starts a pick four that ends with the Derby. It's the grade two American turf for three-year-olds going on the grass at a mile and a sixteenth. I think Major Dude's going to take a lot of money off how well he's worked leading up to the Derby, which he was trying to get in. He ends up here. Uh, can you beat Major Dude? Oh, I think
1: you would be in this race. I, certainly going to be uh, a short price favorite in here, but I like a horse at a, at a price in here, and, and one of my uh, Twitter buddies loves this horse. Uh, talk of the nation for Shug McGahee. 10-1 morning line. A horse has not faced this kind of competition. He's moving up from a listed stakes at Tampa, but he was so impressive in that in his previous race at Tampa. Um, Gap Leon takes them out for Shug and I think this horse at 10 to 1 might be the price of the day. I think he's got a shot at knocking off both Farbridge and Major Dude who are going to be the two favorites. Farbridge is two for two at Gulfstream and also coming off with a 75,000 listed race. Major Dude is the class of the race, ran the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf last year and uh, won the Kitten's Joy at Gulfstream. So great three winner. Uh, moving up to grade two is logical, and you got to use Major Dude. Also, to use Carl Spackler, a horse that Chad Brown had that scratched out of a race at Keeneland. Uh, don't know what was wrong that day. I don't know if they just pointed for this race and wanted to get out I think he drew outside that day. He drew outside again today, but the 11-hole isn't quite as bad as I think it was the 13 or 14-hole at Keeneland. So I, I'm, I think I'm going to stick with those four and the pick four with uh, – Talk to a nation. If he goes up anywhere close to 10-1, to I think he's going to be my play in here for a win bet, but uh, going to back him up in the pick four with three other horses.
0: I took Carl Spackler on top. It was between him and Major Dude for me. I think Major Dude's definitely the one to beat uh, just the way he's training. And the only blemish in his last four was the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, and he was in the 13 hole that day. So I think this horse is – Hard to imagine he won't be in the top two for me. So, But if he can beat him, I think it'd be Carl Spackler. This horse broke his maiden by eight and a half in his second start. He's got good speed to get a position from out there, and he's got a good speed rider in Jose Ortiz. I just love the way this horse accelerated in that win. And Chad Brown had to know what he was going to face in going from a maiden win into a grade two here. And, and he was, I think, at a stake at, at Keelan. So he clearly has a... Uh, high opinion of this horse's ability, and just on that faith, I'm going to take Carl Spackler on top. That and, and how well the horse ran over major dude. Uh, the others, I think you make a good case to talk of uh, the nation. Uh, Mendelssohn's March, I know, is one that the McPe- McPeak barns really high on, and this horse uh, drops out of the Bluegrass Stakes, which I thought was the best of the Derby preps, and ran pretty well in there. So if he handles the turf, he could be dangerous. Uh, handles the turf there at Churchill. And the winner is, is a horse that I've liked since he broke his maiden at Keeneland last year. And he's had trouble in his last two, and I think he's better than those last two races indicate. May not be good enough to win, but maybe to hit the board at a big price. And then, uh, and I think he's got the ability to to win on his best day. Fantastic again for Wesley Ward. Uh, and the winner is, is in the 13 hole. Fantastic. Again, not much better than the 12, but this horse drops out of the Jeff Ruby stakes and ran okay in there. So, um, I, I, but I think it's Carl Spackler or major dude. The 10th race is the grade one Churchill downs at seven furlongs for four-year-olds and up. I tried every way in the world to make a case for somebody to defeat Cody's wish only because of the price. What a great story. Uh, Cody's wish is four for four at Churchill. Oleo you know, loves Churchill Coming off a layoff, but it's Bill Mott, and you know he knows how to get him ready. And on a big day like this, I just think Cody's Wish will be ready and come roaring down the stretch and win it. If he does get beat, you might take a look at Endorsed from Mike Maker coming off a 101 buyer. And uh, when Maker gets some good, they can stay good. Hoist the Gold, I really was impressed with his run at Keelan for Dallas Stewart. And he ran a 96 buyer in the grade one Malibu at seven furlongs. So he's got some certainly big-time ability. And then the other one coming out of the race at Keeneland is Get Her Number, who finished really well last time, has won at Churchill. And this is the second start with Rosario, who's really good on this type of horse, uh, a late-running, strong-finishing sprinter. So I think Get Her Number is dangerous. But Cody's Wish on top for me in the Churchill Downs. How about you?
1: I would love to beat Cody's Wish from a financial standpoint, but from a sentimental standpoint, I don't know how anybody can pull against him. And um, the fact that he's run so well at Churchill, he backed that up with a Breeders' Cup dirt mile uh, win when he got off to a terrible start. He was 12 links down first call and roared down the stretch and beat Cyberknife, which is a really classy horse. So I'm going to take Cody's wish in here. If, if he's going to get knocked off, somebody like White Abario uh, came back and they got her, got him off the Derby trail from last year and they decided that they're gonna to try to make a sprinter out of him. First time at seven furlongs, you know, one oh three buyer and one by four and a half. Don't know what he was beating that day, but Wyburn and Collaborate both came back and won their next races. So off that race I think Guadabario fits in here. Um, I think Tejano Twist has a shot for Chris Hartman because it's Chris Hartman at Churchill I think the horses that come out of the Commonwealth, uh the horse two horses you mentioned Plus, hear my song. Uh, who won that race? Uh, all could get in the money and endorsed for Mike Makers. Obvious. I just can't get past Cody's wish, and you got to have a single somewhere. This is probably going to be my single.
0: Let's go to the Grade One Turf Classic at four-year-olds and up at a mile and an eighth on the Churchill Downs Turf Course. How did you sort this one out?
1: Can I take all of them?
0: Uh, that's kind of how I feel.
1: <laughs> it was really hard. <laughs> excuse me to eliminate. Uh, any of the horses in here. I, I think they've all got a shot. I think this is the most well-matched race of the day. I wound up taking five horses, uh, five out of the ten. You can't afford to go so deep on, on Derby Day, although if I single uh, you know, if I single Cody's Wish, maybe I could take all in here. But the top pick is probably Hong Kong Harry, coming out of the Kilroy Mile at Santa Anita. Um, uh, Bill D'Amato, you mentioned before, ships him at at the places that they can win. This horse had back-to-back 100 buyers at Del Mar uh, last fall and winter. Steady on for Ortiz and Fletcher, up to the mark for Ortiz, the other Ortiz and the other Fletcher. Both those horses fit well, um, up to the mark coming off the Maker's Mark mile, where he only lost about five and three-quarters to Shapier uh, in modern games. Earl's Lock, um, as we mentioned, the other the other D'Amato for uh, Louis Ayad. I'm going to use both the Dabatos, both the Fletchers. I'm going to use Sassy Joseph's Masterpiece for Corey Landry, who knows how to ride this course as well as anybody. And I'm going to use Sentine, And Centene would probably be my top choice for the fact that the horse has won his last two races at a mile and an eighth uh, on the dirt on the turf. Uh, one of them at Churchill, 106 buyer, the Arlington Million that was run last summer. And then the other mile and eighth was at Churchill in the, in the Turf Classic last year, so he's the defending champion, and that's his game, and that's where he loves to run. So I'm going to take Centene on top for Brendan Walsh. Brendan won a couple on uh, Thursday, on Wednesday, and uh, but it's a very lukewarm. I think this is an absolutely well balanced feel that you could go a whole lot of
0: different ways. It's funny, in such a well balanced race that we ended up with the same horse on top. I took Hong Kong Harry as well for D'Amato and Pratt. I like the way this horse steadily improved last year. And even though he ran in a grade one last time, I think that was a prep for this because that's a I think shorter than he wants to go. I think he's just gonna absolutely love this long stretch at Churchill Downs. I think that prep sets him up well for a big run in the Turf Classic, which I believe uh, D'Amato almost won last year. Santine was next on my list for all the reasons that you mentioned. Uh, up to the mark for Pletcher. Uh, has found a home on the Turf and uh, is getting good and ran a uh, kind of a sneaky good third in the Maker's Mark mile at Keeneland. And then a couple you didn't mention I'm, I'm going to include. Wolfie's Dyna Ghost uh, ran on the synthetic at Turfway last time. Got a 101 buyer Third start for Jonathan Thomas, and this horse has run well on the grass in the past, so I'm going on the angle that this horse has just improved for Thomas and will be able to improve his numbers on the turf from last year as well as like he did last time in the synthetic race. Horse that he beat last time came back to uh, win at Keeneland for stopping. And then Bye Bye Melvin for Graham Motion. Uh, Motion on, on these big days is good, and this horse got really good last fall. Uh, didn't run great in the Breeders' Cup turf at Keelan, but previous effort was really good. And uh, Bye Bye Melvin could be a little sneaky dangerous in there, but uh, this is a, uh, I can make a case for just about everybody in the race. Twelfth race, the Grade 1 Kentucky Derby for three-year-olds at a mile and a quarter. And Jim, I don't know about you, I did not have a strong opinion here, other than the fact that I don't like Forte. And practical move, the Santa Anita Derby. That's a race that has produced all the Derby winners. I don't like practical move. So, those are my two strongest opinions, and they're just on horses I don't like. So, as far as who I do like, I ended up, there's three horses I've kind of settled on for a while now that I like. I, the top two out of the bluegrass, again, I, I said earlier, I thought that was the best prep. So, I took verifying on top. Uh, partly because of the price, and from the two-hole, I think he can work out a really nice trip, actually. I think that's a better post than some uh, who thought it was a bad spot for him. Tyler Gafleone's riding exceptionally well right now. A little bit of a question at the mile and a quarter for this horse, but I think the trip may work out really well for him, and I, I like the pattern when a horse runs a new buyer top as a three-year-old, takes a step back, and then kind of rebounds up to a even higher career best and that's what happened with verifying in the bluegrass stakes He was about seven lengths ahead of the rest of the field just couldn't hold off tappet trice talked to tyler gaffleone in the paddock one day at keeneland and he thought that he was surprised tappet trice came to him as early as he did and he was uh, trying to wait a little bit with verifying and he and he wished in retrospect he had moved him earlier and thought that might have been the difference so i think he might uh, learn a little bit about verifying from that tappet trice Got to use him. He has just uh, looked spectacular at, at Churchill. I think he's got a big shot. My only concern is I think he clearly likes to be outside of horses. And he can get there from the five hole because he'll be back near the back. But how long is it going to take him to, to do that? If the field gets spread out and he doesn't have to go real wide, then I like his chances even better. But just on the potential for a, a tough trip, I'm uh, downgrading Tappet Trice ever so slightly. But I, I think – For me, he's the one that's, if you ask me to give me the horse that's most likely to finish in the top three of the Derby, I think it's probably him. Two fills I like. Uh, I've liked this horse. I picked him a couple times on our podcasts uh, throughout the winter down at the fairgrounds. He finally exploded to a big performance that I've been waiting on in the Jeff Ruby stakes at Turfway. Maybe it was the synthetic, but his sire, hard spun, won that race. Came back with a blistering fast five-furlong workout, kind of like this horse did up at Hawthorne. And then hard spun, beat everybody but street sense in the Derby. So I'm thinking two fills uh, will have a, a big shot in here. I like the way that horse runs on the turns. And uh, kind of like Sunday Silence was like that. And I think that could give him a little bit of an edge. I think this horse has got a big shot. Either him or Verifying, I think, is may have the lead at the eighth pole. And then we'll see if they can hold him off. Angel of Empire I like. Just I didn't really like him off the Arkansas Derby initially, but the more I've looked at it, Red Route Run came out of there to win a stake. and um, This horse has trained really well. And then Disarm. Uh, I think they just ran to finish third in the Lexington, so I don't pay any attention to that race. The previous race, he caught a race that had no pace at all. He was trying to come from way back. So I think he maybe gets a favorable setup here. He has trained superbly. And it would be kind of ironic if, if Asmussen won the Derby this year with a long shot after missing out with Epicenter last year when he looked like he had it at the eighth pole. So I just think Disarm has a big shot at a big price to hit the board. I don't know if he can win it, but I think he is going to to run his best race that he's run to this point. We'll see if it's uh, it's good enough. But And the only other one I would uh, take a look at is is just on the mystery angle, Derma Satagake, Set- if, if he's as good as he if he runs back to his UAE Derby, uh, he could uh, just be too good for them. So I'll probably have him on a few tickets as well. How do you see the Derby?
1: I agree with part of your analysis, but I totally disagree with Forte. I, you, I know you get tired of me saying it. but I've, <laughs> I've loved him since the Breeders' Futurity at Keeneland. I loved him in the Breeders' Cup. I thought his Florida Derby, a lot of people uh, are discounting that as a subpar effort. I, I look at it completely opposite. I think the horse was in the 11 hole, which is almost death at Gulfstream. I think the 11, 11 and 12 hole were like two for 94 the last route races down there. He overcame that. He didn't have a great trip. He never seemed comfortable running in the middle of the pack. But when he kicked in down the stretch, he had the heart to win the race. I think that sets him up well. I think he's got six weeks to recover from that. It, that's a, a two week, two weeks more than the horse is coming out of the bluegrass. And I'm not going to get off him because he's three to one. And that's, that's where I disagree with a lot of the touts that say, oh, you've got a 20-horse field, and, and, and there's no way the favorite's going to win. That favorite has four grade one wins. How many do the others have? And, yes, three of them were a two-year-old. And, and if they're correct, I would be the first one to admit I was wrong. That, yeah, he took a step back, but I can't see the Florida Derby as taking a step back. And I'm going to stand with Forte on top. The two horses that you like, that I really like, are Verifying and uh, Tappet Trice coming out of the bluegrass. And I agree with you that that Verifying may be the better play there. Um, Because of positional speed, Tappet Trice is well-known that he hates kickback. Uh, He's going to get kickback here. He's not going to be on the lead, that's for sure. And he's in the five hole, which he's got four horses on the inside and 15 on the outside. So he's going to have to work out a trip. I think Verifying has a better chance to work out a trip from near the They're the head of of the field. So verifying, I'm going to use in every bet that I I make, and I'm going to wheel those two or three horses on top of of, of Forte, hoping to hit a a big price on top, possibly. Um, The other horses, uh, I tried to, uh, there's half of them I don't think have a chance to win, and about half that I I can make a case for. So when we get to pick four in a minute, I'm going to use like eight or nine of them in here, uh, including Angel of Empire, Kings, Barnes, uh, Mage, um, Skinner, one that you didn't mention, the horse coming out of San Diego Derby, who's been racing um, more like out of Pasadena instead of Arcadia. He's been wide every race, and if he ever gets to the rail, they think he's going to win. So uh, Skinner's got a big shot in here. He got in late, but uh, I think he's going to outrun his odds. I'm going to use Dermis sort of tage, sort of gake just out of defensive, just in case Japan beats me. Um, I'm not using the outside horses, Lord Miles, Continuar. I'm, I'm tossing completely the Wood Memorial. I think that was a freaky race, and I'm, I'm not I'm going to take anybody coming out of there. And um, otherwise, I think I think I've got it covered. You know, I'm going to put Practical Move in there uh, as a defensive measure. I don't think the Santa Anita Derby was was that great a race um, compared to the Bluegrass. It's to me, it's verifying Tappet it, Trice or. Uh, Forte for the top spot In my bets And I'm going to wheel those horses In the second and third spot I learned something last year I was correct on the two best horses in the race But they finished second and third (laughs) So uh, somebody might get the trip That Rich Strike did And uh, Lightning could strike twice So I will take a few horses on top With those two or three horses that I really like
0: Let's go to the pick four tickets This is the late pick four We're going to build a ticket for Starting in the ninth race I'm going to go two deep in the first leg with Major Dude and Carl Spackler, 1-11, and 11, then 4-5-7. I'm going to give myself a couple of sh- shots uh, with prices and hoist the gold and get her number to uh, take advantage if Cody's wish is a little bit short. Uh, I'm going to go then three, five, seven, eight, ten 10 in the Turf Classic and 2-3-5-11-14-17 in the Derby for a $90 ticket. How did you build your ticket?
1: It's exactly $90, but it's not exactly the same uh 12411 I am singling Cody's Wish. I'm going to take a stand with that horse with seven horse in the second leg with 4 5 6 7 8 and I'm using 9 in the derby 2 3 5 6 8 10 14 15 17 and I'll, that's 90 bucks but I will tell you there is going to be another ticket in my pocket that's going to have Forte and um the two uh, the two horses that came out of the uh, out of the bluegrass uh, tap it trice. And verifying uh, only those three with more spread in the um, um, Cody's Wish race because I think I have an opinion that those three horses, one the of win- the winners that come from one of those three, I, I really think.
0: Best of luck with your plays on the Derby Day card, and it's a great day of racing. And we'll be back next week to try to recoup or. Build on the bankroll, whatever happens from Derby weekend. Best of luck, and uh, make sure you have funds put into your Keeneland Select accounts early so that you don't get uh, stuck without funds on Derby Day. Nothing worse than that. Best of luck. We'll see you next week for another edition of the In the Money podcast from KeenelandSelect.com.